Internets, are you behind on your child support payments? Internets, is that child really yours? That child you've been sending to school, is that really your child? Has a rapper touched you on your buttocks region? You too? Me too? Jenkins, Jenkins and Associates, LLC, for when you need a lawyer who's going to be on your side and not in your pocket, call us, 1-88-223-9797. And we're back. Internets, welcome to another episode of talk texture The civilized world is ending as we know it. We are here to talk you through it. All right. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, as always, I am joined by the producer. Producer, uh, non... What, what's the word? No, no parallel to this man. Um, you know him, Internets. It's A King. Yeah. How you feel, A King? I'm chilling, brother. How are you? Oh man, good to be seen in here. Good to be seen. Uh, on my right, I have my guy Haitian Miguel. Haitian Miguel, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for asking. Fantastic, fantastic. Good to see you. Good to see you, Dallas. Good to be seen. Good to be seen. Joy the Greatest here with us. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how Joy. What's happening, Joy? Nothing. How you been? I'm okay. I'm okay. How you been? I've been good. Can't complain. Can't complain. No, nah, don't complain. Don't complain. Can't complain. Barking Jesus, yeah. you are here with us tonight. How you feeling, sir? I'm feeling great. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm feeling. I'm feeling lovely. Fantastic. 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 How, how, how was your day? How was your day today? My day was good. Started off with coming into class late and ended <laughs> ended with me uh, playing tennis and coming here, which is lovely. <laughs> that's a great okay. love day. All right. I mean, that, that's a good lovely. day. Any day that you can play tennis. I mean, I'm I'm the captain of my tennis team at school, mm -hmm. so I play tennis a lot. Remind us what school you go to. I go to John Jay College okay. of Criminal Justice. Okay, okay. If you ever want to sit in on a law school there class, you, you should hit me up. I teach Mondays at Fordham Law right on the call. I would hold, hold absolutely on, take a look. We got a sidebar discussion going on <laughs> with Barnes and our guest, our esteemed guest tonight. Um, I, I have to introduce this man as... Um, one of the best criminal defense lawyers right now in the world. Mm. Because, I mean, what other place other than New York really counts? <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe uh, Paris, maybe you, Tokyo, maybe yeah, London, but, but still. Yeah, New York is, yeah. Um, and a blacktivist. All right, but, but we, we may not even talk about that tonight. Yeah, but we to, may or may not. Good to have you here with us, Mr. Kenneth J. Montgomery Esquire. Oh, man. Thank oh. you. Thank you, Dal. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to me, brother. Oh. I just was talking about that. Like, Dal is... Uh, you know, when coming up in New York, you know, you got the, you got, you're like a Brooklyn, New York royalty. So, oh, see, and, know, and, and that, I grew up in Queens. But you're right. But you, New York, I said New York, but royalty. But I, yeah. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. Thank God for Brooklyn. Thank yeah. God for everything. All of it. Queens, too. Oh, no question. Bronx. No question. No question. You know, just New York, you know. It was, it was great for me to be able to go home, bring some of my Brooklyn friends back around my way. Oh, man. And, and see them get mystified by the fucking trees. That's true. He's out here. That's true. And then that fucked their head up. That is true. You know? So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Internets, welcome to another episode of Talk Attention. So, we got some we got some rap for you. There's all kind of things going on that we need to contextualize. Uh, the first thing I want us to, to wrap our heads around 
is everyone is talking wild shit about the stock market <laughs> and the ups and the downs of the stock market. And I think to myself, man, all these people talking stock shit, and the last time they had a portfolio was that, that shit they had in their Trapper Keeper. <laughs> Yo, Trapper Keeper. Trapper Keeper. Trapper Keeper. Trapper Trapper Keeper. Keeper. You know, um, <laughs> the this stock like market is not a game for regular people. No. Stock market is a game for... People with institutional bread, people with the the kind of you know millions, billions yeah. that can move that shit around. What the fuck? Yeah, but we are living in a society where everything is is entertainment, so it's easy to sell it and and keep. You hit it right on the head. The stock market is for those people. It's never been anything else. Whether you got Obama or or Trump in office, the distribution of wealth is set mm-hmm. it doesn't matter um and the stock market is that barometer and nobody wants to talk about the stock market whether you whether obama or or trump is in office democrats or republicans the 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 play is always wall street and the distribution of wealth to those who have the haves the stock market is just like you said you know in in uh in a in a down economy, those with wealth are still in power. Right. So what are, what are we really talking about? How does the common man impact the stock market? Nobody has that, that answer. Well, well, I mean, the, there would only be one way. And then again, no, the common man couldn't even do that either. I was going to say the common man could put a belt of bombs on himself and mm-hmm. run up in the stock exchange. But that wouldn't matter anyway, since all of the trading is primarily electronic anywho. Yes. you know, But you know what was always interesting to me about the stock market is that we in America, we get... Um, we get hypnotized by media and we see the stories, terrorists, this bad thing, this bad thing. The most dangerous guy to some people in the world, you got a guy on a stock floor who makes a decision or in his office where people halfway across the universe in uh, some country in Asia, Middle East, Africa, Eastern Europe, their whole life depends on how much was sold or wasn't sold in the, in the stock market. Mm. And no one looks at that as terrorism. And what I mean by that decision that was made on the stock floor yes. stops food coming halfway across the world mm. or some other thing. Hard body. And nobody talks about that. Hard body. But, and you never see the money in the stock market. It's all speculation. Right. So what right. does that mean? Like, is it real? Mm. Is it virtual? Like, what, what is that? Well, I mean, is, is real estate real? I don't know. It's real for the people that can't Can, eat in yeah, Asia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It depends. Real is relative, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, so I, I'm always. Okay, this show is over now. Yeah. Now we might as well just, <laughs> we might as well just light that, that J up already. Right nice. so. The same thing applies. <clears throat> Sorry. Would the, same, would the same thing apply for Bitcoin? Uh, well, I, well uh, the talk has become this cryptocurrency becoming a sort of safe haven. But we saw uh, we saw the tumult that Bitcoin was going through in the last several weeks too, and I'm and I'm still saying to myself, wait a minute. There's, in all honesty, there is no currency with with my face on it that I want to have in my hand. Mm-hmm. Right. Any currency I want has the the profile 
of George Washington, of Washington yes. Lincoln. I, I really don't want anything with Lincoln on it. To be with you. <laughs> Me either. Yeah. But but you know what? When you think about it, currency in our in modern day times is just a way to quantify things. Mm-hmm. And Bitcoin, to me, Bitcoin is a way, a new way to quantify things, but it's also a way for people who have gained a lot through illegal means, yes. some of them, yes. to quantify that mm-hmm. and cash out. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of that going on as well. But ultimately, what is really going on is if you're telling me it's going to be sold through the stock market and all that other stuff, then the same old uh, oligarchs right. is back in the oligarchs' hands. Yeah, all the, all the big banks. Yeah. So what are we really doing? And are we capping it at a certain time? Remember now, Bitcoin's value or, or its value or lack of value was being determined by U.S. dollars. So I said to myself, wait a minute. If, if we fall back and say, oh, your Bitcoin is worth 10,000 U.S. dollars now, really, we're, we're still beholden to the, to the prior system. And, and what is what, what is United States dollars backed by? Uh, Nobody. Fiat, what is it? Gold? No, no, it's, it's fiat. It's guns. The missiles. <laughs> it's no, like yeah. I'm gonna come and knock and take your shit. That's what it's backed by. Yeah. So what, what is that really? You know, we're in a real, we're in a real interesting space. Mm, a quandary almost. Yes, a conundrum. Most <laughs> a conundrum. <laughs> Most interesting use of practical use of Bitcoin I've heard. When I was in Mexico, I, I made an acquaintance with this kid that lives in Toronto, Iran. His dad is a large construction company there. And partying in Toronto, Iran is not like partying in New York where you go to a nightclub. A lot of the parties there sell their tickets on websites on the black web in Bitcoin currency. And those tickets have the location of the party and all the details you need and pay in Bitcoin, show up to the party and you have a good time. So that was the most practical and you know tangible use of Bitcoin that I've heard other than like buying drugs or laundering money. Yeah. Or paying ransoms. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I mean, like buy or, or paying ransoms, yes. Yeah. Well, it's only a matter of time before Amazon and, and, and some of the big re- retailers start accepting it and it becomes a way of life. You yeah. think you think that's you think that's imminent? I, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think anything's possible. I yes, think so. Yesterday, at least five people hit me with a um, a chain of some guy, some black guy with a hat and a flannel shirt, and one of them was this guy drives around with a taxi with a taxi cla- taxi cab, picking up people and selling body parts. Someone from the what? Brooklyn DA sh- uh, showed me this, and then I had cousins from Camden who sent me the same thing. But he wasn't from Brooklyn now; he's from Camden, <laughs> and it was like people were online. Facebook is the devil. Like people were online <laughs> sending that to as many people as they could. Yeah. And, you know, listen, the con man, you know, it comes from confidence. And we live in a day and age of the con. Everybody, the, the primal human thing is to live the lap of luxury. Mm-hmm. And everybody's looking for the lap of luxury. When you just said anything is possible, that made me think of anything is possible. <laughs> so maybe we can start paying for shit. <laughs> Some people are. Where the Henny yeah, people are. Yeah. Pay, pay for things with, with shots of Henny. <laughs> you know, maybe that's, I mean, listen, the Native American did it with wampum. What is wampum? I have no Beads. idea. Beads. 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 Yeah. Beads. Beads. Wood chips. Yeah. Cow dung. Something, you know, yeah. something Deuce organic. Yeah. Do say. Do say. You know? Yeah, we need, we, need, we, need to get a, we need to get the Hennessy economy popping. <laughs> it's popping. It's just, you know. Like levels to the for everyone. For everyone. For everyone. 
Oh man, uh, another great uh, story that popped off this weekend. Yes, uh, is our is our good friend, uh, composer, producer. <laughs> Quincy Jones, who, who must be on some kind of medication. He wasn't on that medication. He's just getting old. The Esquire article? No, yes. I'm not. Yes. Oh, was it Vulture? Was right. it Vulture? Oh, New York Magazine. Variety. No, it was Vulture. Variety. Right? I'm gonna say it wasn't Variety. Variety. It was Vulture. It was Vulture. It was, Vulture. It was, Vulture. It was New York Magazine. Yeah. Yeah. But Vulture is like, what is Vulture now? Is it? Is that there? Because they just had the, the Erica Badu, Badu right. interview that was yeah. quote-unquote right. controversial, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. now nah, I, I read that. I read that today. Very yeah. good. Listen, yeah. Quincy Jones just needed a. He probably helped all this shit in for years, and he didn't have. He said that when the right dude come come across and interview me, whatever, I'm just gonna just let, let it, it all out. out. Well, I think he could have went further. Well, the way the way the dude wrote it, it sounded like like it sounded like Quincy Jones was off his meds because mm. he was just bouncing he, he around. Started out, John F. Kennedy. Yeah, he was like he was like mayonnaise, man. You like mayonnaise? <laughs> I put it on everything. You know Michael Jackson stole all that music, right? Oh. But was he always like that and we wasn't paying yes. attention? Or are we in so. the age yes. of you know, oh, yo, what he say? What she say? Yeah, I don't know. And, and people are recording him. Yeah, I think yeah. He, what, what is if it? you sat with him, he'd give you those stories. I feel like, like a lot, that a lot, too. a lot, of, a lot of those guys. Are I like feel that. like that too, Miguel. I know guys um, that ran. Motown back in the days and with Barry Gordy and you sit in my room they'll just tell you everything mm-hmm. right? and they'll tell you some pretty wild stories and just no one's asking them right no one cares I mean, to talk without, to them. without provocation you just you just have to be in the room with them <coughs> exactly. to get those stories two shots of Hennessy or they gotta make them feel, make it feel comfortable Henny. yeah make them feel Henny. Little, yeah, little, Henny. Comfortable. little Henny Henny and they Henny. just then they go Henny. but think about but, but think about his lifespan he's what 85 yes right? yeah. Yeah. but he was rolling with Miles Charlie Parker um, John Coltrane I mean, I mean he was Ornette he, Coleman running with professional musicians yeah. in his team teams yes. and, and those and, and I like I, I grew up on all music hip hop was really special growing up but when you think about what jazz musicians provided to the world earth they provided the soundtrack to earth mm. emotions like he was running around with them dudes yeah. while they was off the stuff right yeah. the yeah. junk yeah. Right. that horse and off of it right. yeah <laughs> the dog food right. yeah. that's who he was running around with I mean he ran around with train yes right. off and on mm. off and on and so his his and then he got in like our culture our, our generation he touched our generation I, I never forget what was the um, remember he had the, the, the thing with with Big Daddy Kane and was he involved with the thing with Big Daddy Kane and Barry White? Oh, hold on, that was a Secret Garden. Was he in Secret Garden? Yeah, I remember growing up like, yo, what the hell is this? Yeah. Yo, this is kind of ill. And that was Quincy Secret Jones was right there. Yo, he's and he said he did the soundtrack of Color Purple by itself. So that guy got a lot of like produce the whiz, the whiz, the whiz. So, so some of the excerpts, in paraphrasing, I mean, he threw the Beatles under the bus. Sure. Said they were talentless. Right. Yeah. In a nutshell, right? Yeah. Well, they they were shitty musicians. Yeah, yeah. He said they were shitty musicians. When he ran into them, they were shitty musicians. He didn't say they was rock star. He he didn't say they weren't rock stars. He just said they were shitty shitty musicians. Right. Which was the constant theme in his interview, which is he was really a musicianship instrumentation kind of guy. Like he was like, "Yo, that motherfucker don't study." Did you see? Did you think that he kind of discredited the genre rock and roll? 
By saying the Beatles sucked? No. What do you mean by saying rock and roll is like R and B by white people? Right. I mean, but he, he also he well, he uh it wasn't just the Beatles that caught some of his wrath. I believe it was. He he disparaged it in general. I mean, he disparaged Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You know, he he, he said he said, Jen, he said Hendrix was scared, right? Like yeah, to play with the ill dudes. To play with them because mm-hmm. these guys were, were complete musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did say. So, that. I mean, I mean, he just felt like to me. As he bounced around, he felt like he was off his meds. So I said to myself, "I didn't feel like he was off his." Meds. Not at all. Mm. I think this is a conversation this guy's probably having. Yeah, right I felt like he was lucid. I yeah. felt like he one hundred percent. I just feel like he's older time. now, and not. I think he don't give a fuck. Yeah, he no just more. doesn't care. Yeah. What was the wildest shit in the interview that that that, that, that stuck out to you? Well, I wanted him. To, <laughs> he talked about uh, uh, being familiar with the assassination of John F. Kennedy. That was kind of wild. Yeah, you need you got to give me some detail with some shit like that. Like, like. My man, you you just going all over the place. But that's that's a common like that's a line for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They follow that path. Um, I, I didn't think any of it was bugged out. Like, nah. It, like, I, am I surprised that there's entertainers who we don't we think we know them and we don't, so we don't know their sexuality. Mm-hmm. So when you talking about Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando and mm-hmm. yeah, like drugs, was I surprised? Like I was, I didn't think any of it was surprising. Mm-hmm. I think everybody was shocked because he was saying it and everybody is you know they they want to be in this box that, yeah. so they could brand themselves and not screw up any opportunity <laughs> yeah, he doesn't give a fuck yeah, and, and I think it was more telling when the ex-wife confirmed oh the, she did yeah. oh, well prize she said that, prize, that's why she I said, said that if he was here he'd probably get a kick out of the whole thing yeah he probably would acknowledge the fact that he was uh, bisexual but if you study Richard Pryor like you shouldn't be surprised about anything absolutely not Richard Pryor he was brought up I mean he was brought up in in one of the craziest situations yeah yeah. like like he his bedroom was in a whorehouse yeah he pissed on what's his name what's her name Betty one of those actresses uh, Starlet she pissed on her head and got blackballed in Hollywood and then he uh, they made the Mac if you watch the Mac He's only in a portion of the Mac. They said they had to cut him loose because he was he was he was Richard going wild on set. Mm. Like you know, so I, I don't you know. Look, think about it. As a black man, no, not to turn this into race, but this shit is hard in 2018. Mm. I can't imagine in the 50s and the 60s, yeah, right. much less the 40s and the 30s and 20s, and and he you know. So so I mean. <laughs> You're still allowed to act bad as an entertainer. Yeah. If you got the complexion for the protection. Yeah. Or you got the skill set. Well, th- there was an interesting article that, that popped off today uh, via the internet uh, discussing uh, my buddy Action Bronson. Oh, what? And, oh, yeah. and saying that he's he's been problematic for the people at Vice, mm. at Viceland, where he has, uh, he has several television properties. He's got the Untitled Action Bronson show, mm. he's got Fuck That's Delicious. And the folks in the office are saying, man, he comes through and he's he's a bully, he's boorish <laughs> and he's rude and uh, he smokes too much weed. And that's interesting to me because I feel like, man, listen, where where can I really go to smoke weed? <laughs> too but, much. But to uh, an office of a white publication. But you know, di- isn't that smoke weed at Amsterdam News? But, but isn't that you know, you know not at least you know, <laughs> you know then be no, you out there like that. But but isn't that why they got action, Bronson? Cause he was that guy Like They didn't get him Cause he was quiet Right Cause he was No action Bronson Right Right I don't, Like well I don't understand Vice I see that Listen Vice I, 
Do y'all remember how Vice started? Anybody mm. used to collect the Vice magazines or get the emails? You know, I, 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 used email. I used to go to the parties, yeah. You know, Vice was off the chain. They yeah. would make fun of of of, 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 of mentally mm-hmm. um, uh, incapacitated people. Like, mm. they were really, like, it was off the chain. Yeah. The yeah. first, the first Vice publication that I remember that I, 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 how I became familiar with Vice was when they went to like interview all these Liberian warlords mm. on YouTube, mm. and that just really got me into Vice. Mm-hmm. But I they started that. out going to follow people who vomit and throw up on each other, yeah. and make fun of people <laughs> were, who are mentally retarded. That. That's how they started. Like, yo, go get the original Vice magazines. My my brother and partner yeah. is a designer, and he brought that shit home. We used to live in the the the. The, on Gates in Washington in Fort Greene, which they used to call Melrose, Black Melrose. Mm-hmm. And he used to bring those magazines to the crib. And we were intrigued by the visualization of it all. And like the like the kind of like, it was no rules. That's right. very, mm-hmm. right. I remember the old Vice Studios that were right by Casey, that were right next to KCDC that old uh, skate shop and uh, that was like a Club. year ago or some shit nah that was like a good five five yeah. six years ago and then they so, moved to uh, Greenpoint yeah and they're right next to that stupid expensive six dollar iced coffee oh, they shop they, they can't get rid of Action Bronson though yeah yeah well I mean he's this, their it, brand it's just interesting right to me how, how yes they can you think well you yeah think it's, it's always a re- you can replace entertain yeah. all but at what cost just the next guy. They have, they, they have built they, their brand around him. Yeah. But can they jettison? So this guy that that really who would be to replace them so greatly? The 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 um what's those other two guys? Desus and Miro. They're doing really well. Mm. They are right. So I think giving them another property maybe, and um, finding someone else to replace. Yeah, they gotta them. find somebody else. Well, in the article, it's not, it's I, not. Did, I didn't notice they said that the new show is not doing well. Which new show? The, the Untitled Action show. It says it don't have no structure. It's, it's, based on what I read, those things can be fixed, right? It's just a matter of... Are they willing they to? Want. But so, so when I read an article, I'm like, well, maybe this article is just to... Maybe to jumpstart the attention... To the, to to the create, Untitled to show. To create the spectacle that mm-hmm. yeah. something's going on. Because if, if it was... Why do a whole piece... On, on your own like, We don't brand. know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, you did a whole piece, it's, it's, it's in spin. for the end. Like, all right, in, we're parting ways. No one said that. No, so, no one's saying that. You want that to go viral, so to speak? And, no, they, didn't, they didn't feed a story to spin, right? Um, I think it's a young white guy that knows a bunch of white guys, young white guys at Vice, mm. and a lot of people have been complaining, and he built a story around it. Mm. It's as simple as that. Right, yeah, right? it might be. That, you know, I don't know where it's gonna go from there. Mm. I don't know if they're gonna, all right. Somebody check Ashton Bronson's tweets and make sure he's not like, fuck Vice. Right, 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 right. Make sure he's not getting fired on his day off. Do they still have the HBO show? They're still, they're still in some partnership with HBO. Yeah, they have they have sports, the, I think, right? Yeah, something like that. The only thing that that always it wasn't it never bothered me, but I thought about thought about it a lot is that I know some pretty intelligent Asian, black, Hispanic men and women and all other cultures. What was interesting to me about Vice is that everyone wants to get involved with them because you'll have like the average white guy going into war torn country. Yeah. Or some hood and getting all this content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you put other people in that position, 
nobody may want to give that person the content. Mm. So it, it's it's weird to me. I, I see. I disagree with that. I disagree. No, I, I saw I saw a, a Vice special one time where they were at the uh, Black Biker Week, mm. and and I think to myself, man, but they went there really as as cultural tourists, mm-hmm. as carpetbaggers. And to me, if you were to sent me down there, well, not me, but if you just sent someone down there who isn't mystified by things like Freaknik <laughs> or, or Black Spring Break, mm-hmm. you could have gotten really into the heart and the culture of these events. Okay. You know, because, I mean, they, they are like, you know, Black Biker Week is a cultural event. I, I get, you know what I guess what I want to say is that everyone is dying to tell the adventurous white guy this story, even El Chapo. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I want to tell you my story. Because right. that's just, yo, if if I tell you, I know you'll be able to deliver it to the masses. Mm. So let me risk my life and fame and fortune or opportunity and tell you everything that can get me jammed up. Mm. And and when I watch it, Vice sometimes, that's the feeling that I get. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. You know, hey, that's is, just me. Is that, is that why Vlad TV pops? I don't even watch that. Okay. I only I only see it, <laughs> the V. Yeah. But I, in red. Mm-hmm. But I've never moving, watched yeah. it, and I and I know the voice because it's weird. Like he is a cadence to his interviews, the voice and the and the and the, the screen of the person. But I don't I don't really pay mm-hmm. attention to that. All right, all right, all right. Well, I mean, again, something else to consider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nori was funny on Vlad. I'd like to go. To, so I've been to Vice's office, and um, I think mayhem. And the security person are the only two black people I saw up there. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So talent, and and then one, and then one dude did to be like, listen, listen, brothers, don't fuck this shit up. And you know what's funny about that? Because I read that article too. Like, where was that security guard that I would always bump into when the action was doing all the shit that they say he did? Mm-hmm. They interviewed me, or they 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 courted me or play courted me through Eddie Wang trying to possibly produce a show with um, me about their show, about Eddie Wang's show through my and my team's whatever we was doing. But it never went anywhere. Mm -hmm. You see, that's what I'd like to see. That'd be real. If they gave you a show, that'd be dope. It, it felt funny. Just reading your tweets. <laughs> That's the whole show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want that show. Yeah, but they, it never Just happened. Literally, we had like maybe four or five meetings mm-hmm. uh, with Eddie Wang and, and uh, Ram, uh, his partner, who's a lawyer, okay. Hispanic guy, but it, it was just, it never, it never went anywhere. Right. Chef Eddie Wong? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I said it wrong. Fresh off the boat. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah fresh off the boat. Is it Eddie Wang? Is it Eddie Wang? Nah, it's Hong Hong. Hong. It's Hong. I'm sorry. Eddie Hong. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Hong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, I'm just, yeah. Eddie, I'm trying to process Yeah, no, nah, but yeah. Eddie, 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 it's true. Okay. Nah, but he say that was it. Fuck with him. Fresh off the boat. So he he did uh. Free smoke. Was, what's Free the name smoke of right now. Red Free Rooster? Smoke. Red, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, he, he wrote. Yeah, he wrote some crazy. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. And he had a. They had a uh, show. They had a uh, show with Vice at the Red Egg or the Red Yolk Chinese restaurant on Center Street, mm-hmm. and they invited me and a couple of my brothers out, and we just you know. 
It was it was whatever. Man. Jenkins. Mm-hmm. It's right next to Criminal Court. Yeah, right? Yes. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Like I've, I've walked I've walked by that place. You know that's right. Yeah. No, the Chinese food is good as shit. I, yeah, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna go there. But, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Interesting. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, one of the Eddie Hong we Kong. have of um, of child slavery is is professional sports and, and teams that own people. And I'm able to trade them. And I know, crazy. I know people. When, when people hear that, they think that's crazy. Cause oh man, these guys get millions of dollars. Nigga, <laughs> be, yeah, be okay. thankful. That's, yeah, sure. right, be NCAA. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. They don't even give me a dollar off my tuition. Nothing. For tennis. They let me register for classes early. That I that I pay for. It, 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 and if Nike gives you some tennis gear and you don't declare it, can you be uh, can you be bounced? Nah, they, well, if it comes from Nike, yeah. Will you screw up your scholarship? If it Tell comes, me. if it comes from school, no, they can't give me a scholarship. They can't give you a scholarship. They can't even give me a scholarship because it's D three. Oh. So, oh man. So only what the scholarships go to D one. Scholarships are only D one, not even D two. Not even D two. No, 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 no D two. D two, I think get D2, money. D two, get full money. Ride not, not a lot of people. Yo, the have best, the best high school D2. football player in New York. He should have went D1. He went D2. And I think he's going free of charge. Shamar Logan. He went to Erasmus last year. Um, scored three touchdowns in the championship. He, he went. Yeah, I think he's a free ride to New Haven. Wow. University of New Haven. I, I, he to say why'd he go there? Yeah. You know what? I think it's all politics. Because I think, you know, he should have probably gone to Rutgers or Syracuse or someone. But, you know. Okay. Okay. It's politics. Well, I want I wanted to hand the mic to our, our resident uh, uh, sports journalist here, oh, you know, Joy right. the Great. Oh, and and Joy would tell us um, about some of the moves that were made today in the National Basketball Association, aka one of our one of our last vestiges of slavery. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Because, because I mean, hold on for a second. Slavery basically kind of informs our entire economic system. It does. You know, whether it's, we're talking about middle management or whether we're yeah. talking about just you know, sports teams' ability to trade people. And even Probably. business. I, I, last week with our mentoring um, thing that we do in Brownsville, we were talking to the kids about slavery and how important slaves were, how important Haiti was to the American whole experiment. Without black Americans as slaves, you don't even have a concept of what property is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a concept of what a contract is without property. Mm-hmm. So we really enlightened the whole relationship process to capitalism here. Not even just as, as in the sports venue, in, in all venues. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sports is just, it's, it's, um, it's almost like on steroids with sports where so we're so mesmerized by what this this person of color can do physically that we forget like they transcend their humanity Mm -hmm. so jordan ain't to do with gold chains no more he's just a motherfucker who could play basketball like we've never seen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's weird you know yeah we had a case a hundred and you know barely over a hundred years ago in the supreme court that defined a man as property yeah which which What's one are you case? talking about? That was, 
I know I know the whole case, but the name just You talking about Dred Scott. Dred Scott, correct. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was he was brought to what did well he was brought to the north. He he made a case for his freedom. It went all the way up to the Supreme Court. They're like, you can't make a case your property. And what did they say though? They said that a black the 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 famous uh, I think is by Haney. I, I try not to remember these people, mm-hmm. despite what I do. But the 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 quote is a black man has no rights that they they have to respect. Mm-hmm. And we live that. Damn. Well, that's, that partly that's because I'm gonna I'm a pull it up. I'm gonna read it. There's no. I mean, this is probably gonna take. I don't want to go too far. Don't go too far. We, 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 we need Jordan to talk about. We need Jordan to talk about the NBA trade. Just to just to cement what he's saying. Yeah, it black is not a nationality. It's a color. They, when they stripped you from your nationality, they gave us the color codes. Right. They gave us the concept. And there's no. There's no. You can't. Quantum, you can't equal amendment. humanity with mm-hmm. color. Thirteen. Right? Mm-hmm. You identify people 13. by land, mm-hmm. yeah, by their nation, the ground mm-hmm. that they stand on. There's so, no nation called black. Right. So we're, we're so back on that. That's the whole shit. But that's later. We're, we're back on that. Episode thirteen. That's gonna, that's gonna we'll get to come up when we when we deal with the census in 2020. Facts. The fact that we have no nation to claim. None. You know. Be careful. <laughs> Joy the great. Joy the great. Yes, Getting sir. back to the NBA trade deadline. Yes. And and players and, and property being traded. <laughs> yeah, it's true though. What 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 was the exciting was 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 it the Cavs blowing up their entire team? Was that exciting? Yeah, that was exciting. Of course that's exciting. You knew they were gonna make a move, but you didn't expect them to make so many moves. You know, like and the strategic way that they made their moves, like they're 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 they're, they're filling voids but they're also gaining draft picks mm-hmm. because they don't know what LeBron's doing. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep him enticed he's to stay. A, he's such a big baby. He's no, a big like baby, LeBron. but I, I, but I, I fuck with LeBron. Every, I, I, too, fucks I fuck with LeBron, with LeBron in certain LeBron. senses. All day. I, in certain yeah, senses, I, do. I don't, I don't, fuck, I don't, I don't fuck with the you. You six eight could play linebacker in the NFL and you still crying for calls. I don't fuck with him in that aspect. Hey, but, yeah. but you know, I don't, I don't fuck with any NBA player who's making millions of dollars and they crying for calls. But I, I fucks with LeBron in the sense that. He's moved the way he moves and the way he's made himself such a brand. He he's he goes beyond basketball. Everything right. that he's done, the way he's stepped up his crew, to his entourage, his people, mm-hmm. the way he brought them up with him. He's not carrying them. He set them up so that they're all fixtures and parts of his yeah, brand. Yeah, his play ain't drop off either. at all. Yeah. You know, I, I respect that. I respect that he talks. He talks against the slavery behind it if a player wants to leave a team if he requests yes, a trade regard, yes, you know yes. you know it's a, it's a it's a matter of and loyalty why, and, and, and that's why he don't commit right and i and i love that about him i love that he speaks out against this because that's what all of us say right behind closed doors when we're with our friends that's how we feel about it so the fact that we got this nba player the greatest nba player in the league right now that's voicing that for us that's saying that yeah i'm the best player yeah i make this money but you know what you're not buying me Mm-hmm. You know, you, you think if LeBron can take the homeless people that are going to be on his team, he's, he's going to have a team that with homeless, you know, with some handicap. With some, with, if he can take them to a finals, can he supplant? Didn't he Kobe do, Bryant as the goat? But didn't he do that his first couple yeah. of years? How long he been in the league? 
Uh, and he went to the he went to the chip half that time. Right, remember when he had Booby Gibson? That was yeah, that was his Booby call Gibson. offer. Oh, yeah, you remember he he he, he took a team full of nobodies to the to the finals. So like he's done that already. Been there, Shumper done that. Got a ring, but he, he didn't win though. He didn't win. He didn't win, <laughs> he didn't win but he took him there. Okay. He carried them, so he's used to carrying yo. twelve men on his back. Mm-hmm. Jr. Smith you know? got a ring, bro. Well, he got to win with them because Kobe Bryant took homeless men and won <laughs> twice back to back. I don't know if he had homeless. I don't know if they were homeless, yeah, bro. Yeah, the soul. And I don't know if it was yeah, a old like it is now. Crackheads. Yeah, but listen, it, the crackheads have some skills. I mean, listen. Yeah. Ron Artest. Artest. I mean, yeah. Y'all talking about bullies. That was the bully, right? Yeah, he had a boom goon squad. Yeah, he had, he had, a goon he had squad. the goon squad. If AI had that squad, he would have caught a ring, no, man. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I still think that, that, <laughs> that Kobe still had some homeless dudes. Nobody in the Hall of Fame. Nah. Oh, I don't know. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. From the Kobe teams. I like Kobe, Kobe, but I'm not. Uh, Shaq, I'm not. I'm not Shaq. on board. No, no. I mean, you talking Shaq about after Shaq? Yeah, he's talking Shaq. about when Shaq left wow. Miami. When he fled from Miami. When he when he had to get away from Kobe. power. Robert Horry was around, right? No, Robert Horry was in San Antonio by then. Nah, that's yeah. when um, who was on Blake that team? Bob. Derek Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. Rick Fox. Uh, Fox was on the on the end. <laughs> he of might go to the hall. Fox was on the end. He's not going to the hall. Gasol. You know, people love Gasol because he's European. He was putting up numbers. He was good. Now. He, he was, was putting up numbers. In, he was one of the best. He was putting up numbers, and they got point. him for free because Jerry West Talk let him go off of I forget was it Memphis or yeah. somebody. Gasol he gave him got for free. He traded one brother for the other. Yeah. He, he did through privilege. Nah, you, 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 all right. come on. All right, hot take on. I got hot blamed take. for Kristaps Porzingis's ACL this week. So I'm I'm in the gym. I'm working out with my like I don't even know like. Homegirl, I guess. And homegirl, she, I guess. Be careful with the classification. Nah, she's she's beautiful, and oh, we're shit. we're doing abs. <laughs> and Chris Stapps is doing abs right next to us with his brother. He's like rolling his side out, this and that. I guess he got tired, got up, and he's like walking around to get water, and he's just checking my girl's ass out, like. <laughs> I mean, like but is it your you girl said you're your home girl. Home girl. There's a lot oh, happening. There's a lot no, happening no, no, in the no, story no, right she, now. She's Barca. not my girl. Right, you would have, you would have to succeed. That, she checked, that, that checked her ass out. If he had chosen. And I'm like, I wasn't even no, mad. I was like, I was like, yo, she got, she got, she got a fat ass. ass. Like, you know, yeah. I would look at it too. Shit. Yeah. Um, and then, and I told my boy, like, I literally told my boy, I was like, yo, I'm working out right next to Chris Tapps. He's like, no. I'm like, yes. He's out. Long story short, I, I, I didn't even watch the Knicks game that night. I just hear he tore his ACL. I'm like, God damn. Mm-hmm. My boy's like, yo, it's your fault. Oh, you think you say about your, 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 your homegirl's uh, <clears throat> body? I mean, now, 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 let the me subconscious ask you a is a but, crazy Barbie, thing. Let me ask you a question. I'm sure your homegirl's beautiful. Sure, she's gorgeous. But we also understand that Chris Stapps is a professional basketball player. And we understand that there's a difference between a professional basketball player and somebody who doesn't make the league and then someone who doesn't even make it to college and someone who just was nice in high school. Did your girl mm. make the league? <laughs> All right. no. Or is she someone that, you know, was nice around the way, but... Nah, she wasn't going to no D one. Yeah, you gotta. You see, I, I don't know. I, no, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. I say this simply because, simply because, I had the fortunate opportunity one time to be with someone who had made the league, and when you're with someone who makes the league, you already know. You know because the like I don't think she's an NBA experience type of girl, but like, <laughs> okay, but like I'm sure. 
you know D League, D League maybe. No, or her herself? Nah, she's a demo. She's a dime. Okay, okay, so she's a dime piece. Maybe if she was demo. a player, she could have made the D League. Yeah. Okay, maybe I, I don't know. Okay, okay, maybe, okay. maybe, maybe if like the skin, you know, was like bad that day, D League. <laughs> okay. But okay, like clear okay. skin. Okay. All right. All you right, know, we just we just trying to quantify things right now. We're talking like Isaiah Thomas here. Yeah, we're, we just got, try, we're just trying to quantify right now, simply because. Um, yeah, yeah, Chris Sapp's injury. This is a huge hole. What was his injury? Uh, a torn anterior cruciate. Oh, yeah, but that's the that's the NBA match. player's injury. That's what athletes get. Sure, sure. I mean, Amon Shumpert, ACL. I, I mean, I mean, actually, Westbrook, Gallinari, Jamari Parker. Derek everybody Rose. get that. NFL players too, more yeah. more, more, so. more often. Yeah. Every, everybody get that, that ACL league, or Everybody get common. that ACL. Yeah, that's a common injury. Common, common, that's a right. common injury. Right, right, right. I mean, I mean but we're we're waiting for him to come back from that. You know, yeah. So um, it's a process. I I saw I Trust saw Joaquin Noah coming out the Plaza Hotel. I'm like with a baby. I'm like, yo, I'll see you at Sky. And he's like, uh, who are Stop you? Internet, where you be at? <laughs> <My bad. laughs> I told you that. I, 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 love, I love I love to how Barry uses. Gets on troll mode, like, 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 as soon as he sees somebody, he be like, "Wait a minute, hold on for a second, yo, we're gonna be drinking later on tonight, all right?" <laughs> like, do this with his wife, man. What are you doing? Yeah, but, but, the baby no fucks, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Internet, just you mean. are listening to a podcast called Talk Attention. Yeah, and tonight we have a special guest, uh, Mr. Kenneth J. Montgomery. Kenny, the real reason I brought you in tonight is because you had this experience mm-hmm. that you documented on social media where you traveled to the great Northwest. Oh, yeah. And it was it was just very inspirational for me to see you uh, having this experience. And I guess for the first time, was that your first time in that? It was the first time, first time. That part of the world? Yeah. Re- so I guess really then, then start me with your... Why? Yes, the why. Uh, <laughs> um... And where did you go and why? Um, a, a very close friend of mine who's like a brother. He's he's old. He's, he's a little bit older than me. Samuel Gregory. He's a great attorney, great man and great attorney. Uh, we've been close for years and he runs a program called Brooklyn to Alaska. And he was um, he was kind of impressed with what me and my brothers were doing with the Brooklyn Combine. So we would feed him uh, young men. Uh, from our program uh, to take part in his program to go from Brooklyn to Alaska. From Broadway Junction to Juno. <laughs> you know, basically. You know, and, um, so he was saying like, you know, you guys should come. You guys should come and see what it's like. See what it's like. Because he had brought property up there in space. So me, um, Phil Shung, Mally Mickens, and Steel um, from Smith & Wesson, we, we, we took him up on the offer. And said, "Yo, all right, we're gonna go." And we went, and um, it was it was a spiritual thing. It, it was very, um, you know, at the time we all were very busy, and it was almost like everybody had to put what they were doing aside because your phone ain't really working like that out there. Like literally, the phone thing was he was the only one who had a hotspot. So unless we got on his hotspot, we had no service. So we we flew into uh, Anchorage. And we drove eight to nine hours to um, Kennecock and McCarthy, mm-hmm. Alaska. And the only way I can describe this is if we all went outside and every business that we saw outside was shut down. But there was like five people who got up with us and decided what the rules would be from here 
to um, from here to like uh, West Fourth, mm-hmm. and from here to Dumbo. Mm-hmm. And only our rules survive, mm-hmm. and that's what the that's that's what the experience was like when we got there. Mm. And um, you know, we 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 went where there was no electricity. We had to go to the glacier to get our ice to pack our food because if our food um, soured, we would be done. Mm-hmm. Um, he lived in a space where it was a steep incline. So to get to his house, to, to show you the town, everyone who drives to this town, there's a gate right here. If you don't have ownership in past this gate, you can't drive your car. So he only had one. We had these rental cars, but we had to park our car here, pack his car where he had license because he's an owner to get across and go up the mountain. And as soon as we cross, you know, this moose, you know, mm-hmm. you see a nine, 10 foot moose um, with their kids. You might see a black bear. You might see a brown bear. Um, and we we had to walk. Everyone can't fit in this car. So our first introduction is we had to walk to his house from that gate mm. where he dropped us. Oh, well, a little bit further from the gate where he dropped us. And literally, yo, the, the incline was like this. Mm. It wasn't like this. It was like this. And, and this. and going sideways, it wasn't like flat paved. It was like rocky and... We literally looking at each other like, yo, what the hell the fuck are we doing? Right. And, and what are we gonna what are we doing? And we got up there, we had to walk through a path, and you walk through the path and you still gotta go down a hill and his his cabin is sitting right there and his cabin is on is uh on the side of a creek where the glaciers are melting. So the water, you can't stay in the water more than five minutes, so you 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 get hypothermia. Mm-hmm. Um, it was freezing water, and that was our introduction. Mm-hmm. And it didn't get dark. It was it was light twenty four hours. The Dang. darkest it got was if it you know you know if it rains and it it looks it's a little, little overcast. yeah overcast. That was it. So no electricity, no bathroom. You gotta you gotta go to the bathroom outside. Mm-hmm. But you go into the bathroom. You gotta wipe your ass with a bear. Uh, well, hopefully no. Hopefully <laughs> you, you know you gotta. But you go into the bathroom. But you looking at you in the bathroom like this because a bear could jump out at any time. Mm. So we we had we had. So you wep- gotta go to the bathroom in pairs, then, don't you? No. Well, we went. We just took the the burner. Okay. Everybody you know who went, they took the gun with them to oh, go to the bathroom. Damn. damn. Um, and and it was um it it was one of the best experiences that I've had in my in my adult life. How long was you out there? We were there for two weeks. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it, and we met some of the most interesting people. Like, there are people out there who came there in the 70s mm-hmm. and fell in pocket, built uh, properties, and, and they're moving out there. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they're very secluded. They don't watch TV like that. They got a meditation room. Um, they got uh, reflectors on their patio so they can see if the bear is coming around a corner because they've had experiences where they walk in and the bear just jump out like just pull up, pull up. Mm-hmm. And they, they had to figure out how to get out of that situation. So the thing that I learned is 
you to live out there, you got to be in in tune with your physicality. Mm-hmm. You can't be out there not real willing to become physical. Okay, you won't make it. Okay, and and um, it was a great time. And now we're actually trying to purchase land out there so That's that we fantastic. can have an academy and have kids rotate out there and learn about astrology, science, racial theory, mm-hmm. um, geography, um, rafting, all that other stuff. Wow, you guys are really doing some real outdoorsman. I mean, yeah, but two weeks really lets you immerse yourself yeah, it was in, dope. into how you have to survive up there. Yeah. How you really have to maintain Yeah, with no bath, there's no shower. Mm-hmm. Like, we couldn't shower. We, we showered uh, when we got back to Anchorage. And we had a, sh- a shower. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we had to wash out in the creek, sure. heat water. You know, it, it was it was different. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was definitely different. Yeah, yeah, that was that was. I mean, seeing that imagery though uh, on, on the gram, I just was like, wow, this is. I mean, the the, the imagery was beautiful. No, the it backdrops was. Backdrops were stunning. No, it was stunning. We we um you know we didn't go up at the time where you could see the Northern Star. But then we talked to people and they talked to us about um, indigenous people from Alaska who from Native American descent who, you know, they don't have any like they're out. They living in igloos mm-hmm. and every winter, a couple of them die just on GP because it gets so cold and there's no doctors and hospitals near them. And they're not into the medicine of, of, of Western culture like that. So it, it was very eye awakening. It was and it was, you know, it was kind of weird. It was kind of it was a get out moment a couple of times for us. We because we went up there around July 4th. Mm-hmm. So there was a July 4th um like celebration so we go to the town and i kid you not we we walking down a dirt paved street and it's like f troop like it's saloon doors Mm -hmm. and sam is rolling with like four black dudes and we're the only i think we were we i think we was the only black dudes out there Mm -hmm. and people were like yo What's that? Internet's also for for your for your uh, visualization. Uh, Kenneth Montgomery is a black dude. Yeah, there's no question. Yo, but they were having an egg throwing contest. Y'all ever seen an egg throwing contest? Nobody seen that I mean, shit. Halloween, I never seen that shit either. No, not a, not a like that. we throwing bleaching, you know, not putting bleaching balloons and pissing in balloons. Yeah. Not that hood so egg. egg like a, no, a like a, a real egg, and you're 50 yards away, and you gotta toss the egg, and throw it, and the person on the other side, 50 yards away, gotta catch it without the egg without dropping. Rock, yeah. And that's what they were doing. Breaking, yeah. So we walking through that shit like, yo, what is this shit? <laughs> like, yo, like, what is it? So and then. And, you know, people even came up to us like, wow, where are you guys from? Like they literally it was it was a, it was an odd experience. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. And we walk we would walk like we would get up and be like, yo, all right, there's no t- we don't have a television. There's no radio unless you're someone's iPod uh, or phone burnt out. And you didn't want to burn that out. So we would walk six miles to town. <laughs> like literally just walk six miles. It, it, it was a, it was a trip. Dude. Yeah, yeah, that was that was dope. That was nah, nice. it was dope. I always wanted to ask you about that. Nah, it and, was dope. And what you kind of gleaned from that? What- Yo, for me, what I learned is that you can build your own community, mm-hmm. and you can build a sustainable community. But you gotta have people who, who can communicate, and can elaborate, and understand. If you don't have those things, then it'll fall apart. Mm-hmm. But if you can get people on the same page, you can build your own community. 
mm-hmm. right under the guise of capitalism and everything else because they're right next door to it. Yeah. But the way they move and how they move, they're able to, to, to really uh, impose their will. Mm-hmm. And that was the most intriguing thing about it. Do people trade in <coughs> goods there? Um, like we spoke about earlier with... Yeah, but also, you know, from what I've gathered, you know, like everything else, there's always one guy in a position that's better than everybody else. So he owns the land. So if you want to build on that land, you got to come see him or certain things happen. And and a perfect example was uh, there was they told me about there was an accident where some young kids came there because it's like the popular spot. Some young kids came near the party and a hard they got drunk and it was a horrible accident when somebody died. And they said that was like a um, that was a wake up call for them. So they had to really huddle up and figure it out. So, yeah, I think people do trade and stuff like that. I don't think I think if you're trying to build a sustainable community, you have to think outside of the ways of capitalism to do that, because this capitalistic system that we live in, it it was it was other precursors before that. It was mercantilism. It was all kinds of stuff where people were trying to figure shit out to make it work. We've gotten to this space where we only think this one way work. And I think that showed me that you can really build your own thing. But, but I mean, just, just using the indigenous people as kind of like the benchmark mm-hmm. or the, the I want to say the master plan for this. I mean, they're they're doing whatever agriculture they have to do. They're, mm-hmm. you know, hunting, mm-hmm. gathering, mm-hmm. you know, doing whatever they have to do to kind of sustain themselves and then develop their community. And then that just gets built on, I imagine, with people who have. A little bit of resource, a little bit of equipment, a little bit of the modern tech. Yeah. To kind of do it. To kind of push them. Absolutely. And and that's what happens. And But I mean, but the question becomes, too, I mean, like, boom. So I, I've got a lawnmower now where I've got a, a power tool that's operated off gas. How do I pay for that? Well, resource. How do I pay for the gas? I think you I think that's when as a community everybody got to look at each other and you got to start expanding because if if our goal is always to make sure you're okay and that you can pay for your gas, what are we doing in that process? Are we destroying our immediate environment? Are we creating opportunities so that that guy who has a natural gas opportunity um, has some way he can build or is that person who has natural energy through the water what can he like you gotta you gotta have thinkers to make sure you connect the dots Mm -hmm. because sometimes connecting the dots it it may be that easy but sometimes it's not Mm -hmm. because of the the resources you have or the people you have Mm -hmm. so it, it really for me what it made me realize is that if you have if you're fortunate enough I'm not a religious guy, um, and I don't knock anyone who is religious. I'm just saying, if you're fortunate enough to have opportunity of people of like mind or who can communicate around you, you'll make the best of that to figure it out. Mm. And, and and it was that was the the thing that I took home from it, you know. And 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 you know, I I, I would um you know we we're expanding on it now. You know. So so I mean ultimately, I mean this is the thing I've kind of always struggled with. Anyhow, does communism have a space inside capitalism um i think you know what as the older i get and the more i read about a lot of stuff i feel like every form of i feel like man made all those things man made capitalism man made socialism communism all of those things they were they're man made however make ism though 
Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, but man uses them and made it something else. Where you know what I'm saying? Man, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, man. man. But man. but if if you know what's happened in when we started quantifying everything for self worth is that communism, socialism, capitalism, all of it. The proletariat is really taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Like when you look, when you study communism, the rich motherfuckers was okay in communism. Mm-hmm. Rich motherfuckers is okay in socialism. They okay in capitalism. So what is it about that human experience where we have this primal thing where we want to concede everything to a few mm-hmm. and be okay? So I don't, I don't, I, I, I think man needs to build more shit. Mm-hmm. And stop naming this shit, because mm-hmm. you know, like we need to build things that are functional, that work. Because I think the things that we've built now clearly aren't working. Capitalism isn't working. We're living. Listen, if if this thing is going at the rate it's going, most of us will not be here a hundred years from now. I don't think any of us here in this room will be here a hundred years from now. And a hundred years from now, at this rate, this what man is building will not be sustainable anymore. That's right. But no one is interested in saying, wait a minute, let's feel let's figure some shit out now. We're not there yet. And me and my brothers was talking. Earth will sustain itself way better than we will. We'll oh, kill ourselves. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and 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 this this society, this space will help us kill ourselves, but Earth will be okay. And and um, you know I I don't think as as human beings humanity you know in one moment we we got to the moon and then another, another moment the best thing we could do is create diapers and people to catch the shit when people shit on themselves. <laughs> the fuck have we done? Yeah. You said something about physicality. I think that's super important, especially for people like can't get to Alaska just walking around and having yeah knowing how your body moves that's super important and the idea of um, luxury you mentioned earlier those two don't go together no they don't go together time right cause it's like niggas self worth is a it's attached to like things things and, yeah yo you ever walk in a room even with your kids and all the kids is on the fucking phone. Yeah. You walk in with your, your your woman, your partner, your man. Everybody's like this. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? And then, you know, so when you look at a society, and I don't hate the I don't make I don't hate to pick I don't want to pick on the the present uh leader, pseudo leader of this space that we live in, but when you have a society that's supposed to be the best and has the most money, but you don't have free health care, mm-hmm. you have people who are homeless, you have people um, who can't afford to you have bright people who can't get to college because of the the, 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 the financial end of it, and that society puts in someone who is who is, you know, not bright by a little bit. It shows you what this society is. So now when you get companies like, think about the most successful companies, Apple, Google, Facebook, um, Amazon. Amazon. Those are all companies like you just said about consumption or distracting yourself from what you think is reality. And, you know, maybe life ain't supposed to be, yo, I'm fucking cool and I'm happy. I got my feet up. And they sell that shit to us all day. And I guarantee, like, I don't know. I know some of these people who have become great entertainers or, or celebrities. But, yo, I guarantee them motherfuckers got issues like everybody They're else. miserable. Absolutely. Well, well one, of our, one of our hosts right here, 
Jordan Great actually deactivated her IG account. You Is did? it still deactivated? I did my Facebook for a minute. Right now, no. Okay. I was trolling today. All right. Say <laughs> less. I love it. I was trolling. <laughs> I was trolling. You deactivated. Yeah, I deactivated. I'm the only one. I'm sick of it. It's, it's some. It's some. It's like a. You see the pattern, right? It's a facade. Right? It's, it's a facade. facade. Like yeah. people's IG lives aren't their real lives, nah. and it just becomes. It, it became a nuisance. Yeah, it kind of. It's kind of wow. Yeah. You know, and, and 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 you know that's what society is, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and for me, you know, when you when you pick juries for a living, and you run into people who run into really serious problems. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you how it's wild to me. People because they read articles or things that I may be involved in. People are comfortable hitting me, asking me the most outlandish shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn, does this person really... Yo, how your mother doing, man? Mm. How your, your father doing? What's your story, man? Because mm-hmm. you seem like you ain't even thinking about your situation. You think about a motherfucker who don't even know you. Mm-hmm. What, what's going on? And people will hit you with... It's some wacky... I'll never forget that movie with Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes, I think. The Fan. Mm-hmm. Like we've we've like uh what's his name? Andy Warhol, my brother Mally says it correctly. Andy Warhol was right like a motherfucker. Everybody want 15 minutes. So we're living in the age of everybody got their 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody's willing to do whatever they need to do to make sure that 15 minutes lasts to eternity. Mm. And it's not even a, and I was talking to another good friend of mine, my my brother 80. Um, like a lot of these artists out here and, and entertainers, you know, not everybody wants money to take care of themselves. I think more people want fame and attention than than to be able to take care of their, their you know, because money's a tool. Mm-hmm. But if you're not taught to understand that, you know, you just accumulate it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. accumulate it. Mm-hmm. And you may be losing your soul the whole way, accumulating it, but you don't really get anywhere. But if you can replace that money with to say, yo, I'm, I'm great. Yo, they know me. I'm famous. Well, I mean, I just want to use Instagram as an example. You know, you see someone, you see an image that someone posts and you click a button that gives a heart to that image. Some black mirror shit. Well, hold on for a second. What all these folks are missing, what people are missing in general is fucking love. Love. And if you don't have love for yourself, you would like someone else to give you some love. That's what that red heart is. Mm-hmm. That red heart is, oh shit, someone loves me. Mm-hmm. Someone, you know what I'm going to do on my Instagram account now? I'm going to take away the ability to like a picture. Can I do that? You do it. You can. Hey, but that's genius. But you you hitting on some genius shit because even when you think about the geopolitics and the global politics of this world, like there's really no such thing now because of those companies about it. There's no such thing as nationalism. There's nationalism, but it really isn't. Because when you think about it, the Russians, the Russian government was super smart. They understood this and who helped them do what they needed to do in their cyber warfare? Facebook. Facebook. And Facebook is not, there's no backlash for it. Because everybody like, yo, tell your mother, tell your sister to shut down their Facebook. See what they tell you. What the fuck you me. talking about? <laughs> yo. How else am I going to know not to get yeah. this cap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, seriously. So we living in a world, real weird age where it ain't about intellectual thought. And everybody think intellectual thought is, yo, did you go to Harvard? Did you go to this institution? That's not intellectual. The fuck you talking about? Slave money built Harvard. 
You bragging about going to fucking Harvard? Being the only one in your class? That's not intelligence. Intelligence, yeah, intelligence is motherfuckers who realize, yo, you got to keep learning till you fucking in the dirt. I, I like right. that idea. Um, there are these like um, one or two African American tech superstars that we all, you know, we like their pictures and mm-hmm. there are these stories about them. And I always wondered to myself, like, they're like celebrities now, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to get into names. Uh, <clears throat> The one from she's at Uber now. I forget her name. I know you talking okay. about. So like, I I love the idea of a black woman being at a tech company, but it's like, damn man, it's like one. Yeah. She's like that Oprah. She's like an Oprah almost now, right? She writes books. She's on every podcast. Like like what's, what's it's like a whole economy in this one person. One that we're person too. Like and that has nothing to do with this. No, I know what you're saying, but at all, it like, seems ludicrous to right, me, right, though. Right, right, right. Like there's, that's, there's like a handful that we could probably name. Well, right hold now. on a second. Why does Steve Harvey have ten fucking podcasts and shows? He do. He do. I'm just saying, Steve Harvey got like He's a, a thousand fucking shows. Because you know what? Somebody... Can we get Bernie Mac a show? Uh, which one we you should, listen to? Yo, which dead. one you listen to? <laughs> he's dead, though. Which Steve Harvey... Hold on for a second. Bernie Mac is the dead? He's on, he's on Family <laughs> Feud. <laughs> he has Family no. Feud. He's a, he has a couple of shows. Um, but I, I think in the tech world... The he has a show with the babies. Yeah. Steve Harvey. He got, he's a, he got a radio he's show. Still he's with, everywhere. He's still he wearing wide leg uh, pants. Right. <laughs> Yo, but then, but I'm telling you, but but you know, unfortunately, when you have one way of thinking about things and value system and what success is, this shit becomes very monotonous. I'm I'm with her. Like I'm, I struggle every day. Right before coming here, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm done with this shit. Like it's not, you know, and I don't mean just. That bullshit. I mean, just you know what I, I get. You know, my my job is that the fucking house is on fire. Everybody in there playing with matches, and they come outside and they're like, "Yo, come save us!" And you come, cause real criminal representation is a journey. It's a challenge and it's a journey. It's not some you just going to get a bag. <laughs> and you like yo I'm here I'm here look what I did <laughs> you know and I, I I saw some article today by a New York Times writer who actually interviewed me who I who I, I met um, he did an article about a, a lawyer in Atlanta where all the all the the the, the rappers go to the yes. dude from BMF go yes, to yes, yes, and yes, I'm yes, like yes. yo get this shit out of yes. here man yes if you do real criminal work and you do real serious civil rights and to the ground and work on the ground yo are you kidding me like this is a challenge man this is a journey like you meet people at their worst moment and you meet them wherever you are in your life and through that journey you do your best to represent them to get them out of a system a metrical si- listen think about this imagine if everybody in here played a game and you put a quarter in a machine and every time you put a quarter in there you won 98% of the time that's what the criminal justice system is People could talk all that shit about, yo, man, I've never lost a homicide case. I've never, you ain't, then you ain't practicing criminal law. Because mm. if you, if you want to not lose, don't come in this arena, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you better evaluate, you better reevaluate what winning and losing and success is in this, in this scenario. But we live in a society where somebody could write an article when people are really thinking like, yeah, yo, I'm going to be the lawyer who never loses. <laughs> 
Are you serious? Like we, it's how many billion people, millions of people, how many laws, you know, are, are out here to, mm. to, to snatch you up. But literally the system we live in is created where 90 plus percent of the time the government wins. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that shit ain't got nothing to do with my skills. And I, and listen, I get busy mm-hmm. and I come from a legacy of other people who get busy. The great late Bruce Wright. Everybody talking all this bell reform and the system is fucked up. Yo, Bruce Wright was talking that shit in the 80s. And you know what this system said? They, they, they labeled him an outcast. Mm-hmm. You got dudes like Anthony Rico, Ed Wilford, um, uh, Gary Villanueva, Mark DeMarco. Yo, you got incredible attorneys out here. Steve Renner Mason? Um, Alton Maddox? More so? Alton Maddox was a man. Okay. You speak to anybody? They say all Maddox was a man. Mm-hmm. He okay. just was messing around with Al Sharpton. You know? mm. Now, he wasn't messing around with him, but well, he, he just got, came, he got, he got caught got up with him. that. Right, right, but right. he, anybody you speak to, they're like, yo, he was a monster. Mm. But, you know, we live in a wild society. You when know? you say the 98% conviction rate, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming you're talking about like federal drug cases. Federal, federal trials, period. Period, all right. Yeah. So like, in rap, there's this like whole, you know, no one snitches. It's a lie. Yeah, right. Everybody snitches. Yeah, that's what. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just wanted you to say that. Absolutely. No. <laughs> I mean, hold on for a second. When, when the feds like come with that with that hammer, you know, what I mean, <clears throat> this is what the feds come with. Dow, they come with. You got to think of the culture of the federal system. The culture of the federal system is nine times out of ten, you have a young, Ivy League educated, white male or female with privilege and money who goes to the firm and comes to the U.S. Attorney's Office or comes straight to the U.S. Attorney's Office and then goes to the firm. But nevertheless, they go to the U.S. Attorney's Office because the U.S. Attorney's Office offers prestige. It's a platform into politics. It's a platform in the, po- in the, in the corporate America. And they get there and they have the federal sentencing guidelines on the criminal side. The federal sentencing guidelines is the ultimate equalizer your humanity what happened to you as a kid what happened to you in your life gets evaluated through a mathematical formula Mm, an equation an algorithm your human interaction and whatever grade that offered gets evaluated through a sentence you're 25 you're 51 to 71 months Mm. in jail Mm. that's it you had you sold some fentanyl. There was no there's no violence, but you got caught with fentanyl, and your man is telling on you, and your other man is telling on you. You don't know if your other two men is telling on you, but they telling, and then the government filmed it and they taped it. And that's you, and you gonna get a grand, you gonna get a jury from Larchmont and Dutchess County, mm. and they gonna look at you like this from a Marinette. Yes. And they're going to decide your fate. That's if you go to a jury. If you go to a jury. Well, yeah, yeah. Nine no, times no. out of ten. Nine times out of ten, no. people are like, yo, I ain't going to a jury. Right. No, so, no, no, no. so I they, give it to they, me. They say if you go to the jury, here's what you get for wasting my time nah. going to the jury. Or, and here's and in, the, in, the, in the federal system, as a lawyer, you don't talk to jurors. Yes, exactly. There's no way that you can really try it that's not they, these federal prosecutors they're not trying cases they're just a part of an uh, inquest okay so so when that, that I'm glad you said that so when they when they brag about the 98% it's not like as if they're 
Yo, you should look at anybody bragging about that as a federal prosecutor. You should look at them and laugh mm-hmm. because you know what they do? They get water cooler stories off of black and brown people and then they leave. And you know who they go represent? The real gangsters, mm-hmm. the corporate yeah. corporations. Yep. And they go represent those people and they go to the bank. And, and, and it's a joke. On the state side, though, you still have a shot because you talk to the jurors in the state. Mm-hmm. You get a you get jurors who know what it's like out here, mm-hmm. and and you have a little bit of a better chance. But it's still it, that still have a metric system too. In the state court, the lawyers who know the narrative better than their adversary usually win. In the federal court, by nature of the system, the prosecutors always know the narrative better because they get to hold it to their chest to the end. And use the resources. So, so, you know, when you're talking about these these federal, it's like the mandatory minimums. Yeah, right? mandatory minimums. Yeah. The ones, from what I understand, the ones that really got hit hard are the guys that that got uh, convicted early on when they didn't quite understand what the laws were, and so they were going up against the government, got yeah. the money. Well, what happened was, um, <clears throat> it's called pre-Booker, but you know, even you know. What happened was that the the laws changed and the sentencing guidelines, they are now advisory. They used to be mandatory. Right. So what year? Um, That was under Reagan, right? It was after Reagan. Um, I forget the year. Um... But it was probably within the last fifteen. But I don't want to. I don't want. I don't. No, I mean when anyone. when when they took away when they when they took away um, the power from the judges. Oh, it's yeah, like that was early eighties. Yeah, yeah, it's probably around that time. Right. Um, so right when that happened. Guys thought maybe if I paid the right lawyer, I'd get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were getting blamed. And even now, there's almost no wiggle room. Right. You know, a great lawyer in the federal system is almost like they're marginalized and neutered by the metrics of the system. Right. The RICO statues that came in to mm-hmm. bust up the mafia mm-hmm. was that. Basically, so the mobsters wouldn't be facing the state system. Well, what happened was the 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 RICO laws. Well, you had a couple of things that was going on. You had the Rockefeller laws that was coming in to oh. get at the mobsters and, and the dudes like Nikki right? Barnes and all those dudes. And then you had the RICO laws that were coming in to get to this organized crime thing. So what happened was they did all that up to get to the organized crime guys. The organized crime guys wasn't doing life though. They were getting out of it. And then what happened was now comes the the black uh, uh, kids and the gangs and all this other stuff. So they're applying the things that were built for those high in highly structured, organized money, money scenarios. And they're applying them to to the to the young black and brown kids in the projects who get no money who watching Instagram and putting every shit on Hunt everything on flies Facebook. With bazookas. Yeah, yeah. No, they're killing yes. They, Hunting flies. Yeah, I like with that one. Hunting flies with bazooka. I usually use killing ants with sledgehammers. Mm-hmm. But that's the same shit. Shit that that's, works too. And that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's where we at. Welcome yeah. to America. Yeah, yeah. Now and it's gonna get and it's not gonna it's nothing in play uh to that can say that is there's hope because most of the judges think about Trump he's going to appoint a lot of people to the federal bench mm-hmm. Obama appointed a lot of people to the federal bench made no difference no difference 
So so we we in a while. The only thing that you the most revolutionary thing we can do is to shut off our blindness to the bullshit mm-hmm. and and start building communities like I saw in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And not fucking with this shit mm-hmm. But nobody Everybody want to play with the devil Everybody want to dance with the devil Yeah it's Instagram It's comfortability yeah. It's you know yeah. Yeah, A lot of self worth Attached to nonsense Nonsense But uh Without going to Alaska <laughs> <laughs> What's the solution um, there? I think for, for me And I think about this a lot um, You can't save anyone And I say that in a very humble way Like ain't nobody a savior However, if you can add on to a community environment where you push education, where you can start educating the young in the community, I think that's the most powerful start. From there, you have to start pulling people from different. I think it has to be intergenerational, has to be multiple experiences and perspectives, and that's how you flush it out. Discipline, yes, and I discipline and discipline is incredible. You have to have discipline, and most people think of power in in this um, horizontal way, um, a vertical way. Yes, I think power should be more horizontal. Like maybe you should start forming these systems and people have to get in touch with what are the systems. Like for me, sometimes even in what I do, language is very important. And sometimes I find myself at a loss and I have to realize that, yo, I'm not even speaking a language that I was in my DNA. Mm -hmm. So you have to really be in tune with your reflection and your experiences to learn how to communicate with people and create a system of education and then start building it out through socialization, political, economic, and, and really have a, a, a real discipline balance to it mm-hmm. and, and take it day by day. Everybody want to keep looking at the scoreboard like, yo, we was losing. Where we at now? Nah, yeah, motherfucker, yeah. Just, yeah. just keep chopping wood. Stay, stay, yeah, stay the course. Yeah. Trust just the just keep st- chopping wood and shit, you know? But I, I don't, you know, I'm still trying to figure this shit out, man. Yeah, it's a hell no, of no, a I, journey. I, I think you got a good idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you're on, on your way. But I mean, ultimately, I would tell anyone, yes. Continue the work. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm a regular person. Me too. I don't imagine that I'm gonna leave here any greater or any less than being a regular person. person. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. But what I will have to represent for me will be the work. Yeah. Will be the wood that I chopped. Yo, ideas live forever. Mm. People die. We yes, have to die. But ideas live forever. Yes, you know, and, and so at this point in time it seems like the the bad ideas have overwhelmed the good ideas. Mm. And somehow we got to keep putting the good ideas and putting the work in. Mm-hmm. Everybody, remind ourselves about the good ideas. Yeah. Too. I mean, listen, don't just use February internets to remind yourself about George Washington Carver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time you eat a peanut, be like, that shit is crazy. Yeah, that's just silly to me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But it's it's like, you know, everybody thinks that life is supposed to be easy street. Mm-hmm. Yo, it's not. It's supposed to be some shit you figure out mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, you know, we, we have to change the culture. And, and that's, and I hate saying that. Cause you always hear yo for the culture, yo for the culture. That. The fuck you talking about, culture. man? What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? That, 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 that was 
20 years ago, people would say keep it real. <clears throat> yeah, same uh, shit. And, and those was the motherfuckers to sell out. Line. They're lying the most. So, you know what? Get out of that cliche <laughs> shit. And I'm going to tell you how wild it is because I go to these jails and I hear people talk. Yo, we've we've become so desensitized and beaten that we created another language. We don't even know how to communicate. We talk in cliches. Yeah, strictly cliches. Uh, uh, yo, uh, yeah. Nah, what the man. fuck are you talking about, man? Explain nah, to me, man. I, I thought France Fanon was one of the most interesting people that discussed that topic. Uh, he was in Northern Africa, and uh, he actually did a case study. He did. He did. He did a not a case study. He did a general study about how colonization yeah. really fucked up the yeah. human psyche. psyche. Yeah. Yeah, and and people that were forced to learn a language that was not their native tongue. Just it completely fucked up their way of thinking. Yo, yo, for me, you just hit it on the head for me. Like, you, you, you try to attach on to things that help you navigate through this world. For me, two people really explain what this society was about for me. Three people: my mom, but Franz Fanon, and Malcolm. How they showed me what this was about is it resonates every day in my life and a brother by the name of anthony rico as well and my brothers you know but but Franz fanon he had that he hit that shit on the head along with malcolm you know but you know i speak two languages perfectly i i didn't speak english until i was in the first grade really my uh crazy divorce my mom didn't want me to speak english so she could take me to poland and it, it, it messed me up a little bit, you know, in terms of my thinking. And I totally see how Polish guides you to think in a different fashion than English does. In, English is more conducive to abstract thinking and Polish is more conducive to regimental thinking. Well, hold on a second. English, I mean, you look at the English Slavic people. English is conducive to duplicity. It's the same things and meaning the opposite of what you say. Right. Not bad meaning bad. In English, English, we eat English, English, trying to figure out English. I mean, it, it feels so you, like mental math. You learn Polish. Yeah. See, Polish is a Slavic language. You look at Russia, it's a slave mentality. Mm -hmm. You have Putin and then everyone else. And everyone's just a slave to Putin. And that's, you know, people are like, oh, it's because Russia had serfs, this and that. It's the fucking language. It's the fucking language. Well, that's some Noam Chomsky shit. That's what yeah, the linguistic. The, the greater hierarchy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that we're born with, with basically all the knowledge that we're ever going to have. We're just like sort of unpackaging it as we go. Shit, there's some truth to that. Damn, I, well, I hope I live long enough to unpack. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, we also have, an, I mean, the the, alter, the converse to, to Noam Chomsky's thinking is Professor Sali Coco Mufwene from the University of Chicago that thinks that language, I mean, which I think this is, this is borderline stupid, is an exaptation of human biology and that this exaptation occurred in different parts of the globe. So people just started speaking language out of the blue yonder mm -hmm. you know i don't believe that i think we're born with the innate ability to speak and communicate in language that's what separates us from animal well well I, i'll and tell you physiology what, I, i'll tell you what i'm i'm excited for the day that uh we all are just speaking in emoji all right. Nah. Language, language, language fails us. Emoji allows me in a minimum of character. One year later, something is lit. If something is lit, I use a one fire. If it's super lit, I'm gonna go with three fires. And we all know what that means, and we all understand that. Kenneth, thank you Yo. for your time. Yo, thank Coming you, man. Yo, listen, y'all don't know how much this has been very. Uh, 
great for me, man. I don't know. This is great. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, man. indeed. Yes, indeed. And, and going around the room, um, thank you, A King, Loudspeakers Network, Barker Yeezus. As always, good to see you. Good to see you too, Dallas. Joy the great. Joy the great. Uh, enjoy the rest of the association season. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Who's going to win a championship? NBA. Who do I want? Yeah. Who do I think? Who do you, who you think? And who do we want? Yeah. I'm, 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 no, don't don't lock up on us. Don't lock up on us. She kind of really I want stuck. the Spurs. Oh, okay. The Spurs. Uh, I, I, I'm a, like Kawhi. Is Kawhi back? Is Kawhi back? Kawhi's not back. Kawhi's oh, not yeah, back. But uh, I want the Spurs. But Golden State? Nah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm I'm I'm. Cleveland. I don't know. No, it's not gonna be Cleveland. Somebody out west. I just don't know. Jordan Gray is locked up right now. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that. I don't She's know. genuine too. She don't want to say it. Cause I don't. I don't want to say it. But, but uh, I don't want to say it. Cause I feel like yeah. I feel like if I say it, I'm putting power in words. I don't want to say it. Oh, okay, okay. There's power in words, right? We just talking about linguistics. There's power in words. I don't want to say it. But she's talking about the Pelicans. Pelicans. All of it. Okay. Okay. Haitian Miguel, good to see you, sir. It was a pleasure, man. It was a pleasure. I was telling Dallas last week. Right? Yeah. I, I I read your tweets. Thank you, man. Like, they're, like it's I'm a just, book. I'm living in public, man. Like, I'm right <laughs> out, you know. Yo, linguistics is everything, man. Tweets are one step to freedom. You got to brush your teeth in the morning. <laughs> you got to save, you got to live be- below your means. Yeah, you do. D- take jujitsu. Definitely, you got to meditate. Drink Meditate. Water. TM meditation is the cheapest meditate. it's ever been. And get you a hunting license, mm-hmm. so you can get a shotgun. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not. By no means am I suggesting that you go outside and act like a fucking asshole. No, but. No, no, gun and butter. <laughs> Learn how to make some butter. Yeah, man. Like you know, I mean, I love the idea of 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 Alaska, but again, it, like I always think to myself, like man, like yeah. motherfuckers ain't no, 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 guy yeah, that got yeah, a yeah, job. It's like yo, but it, it, there's but ways other out here. Yeah, there's other places. places. It's closer than we think. Yeah, man. All right, well, internet. my name is Dallas Pennant. Cry on tanks. Right now, right now, right now, uh, some of you are going to be out there getting a hunting license. Some of you are going to be out there um, learning how to grow your own food. That's yeah, a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Uh, you want to holler at us, we are at Talkitecture at Gmail. Talkitecture, just like architecture, but with talk instead of arc. All right? Um, listen, you found the podcast, so you see how we spell it. Talkitecture at Gmail. Holler at us, ask us some questions, tell us who you'd like to hear on Talk Architecture, and we'll do our best to accommodate that. Uh, Talk Architecture is presented to you by the Loudspeakers Network. Shout out to all the loudspeakers. Rest in peace, Combat Jack. It Word. does not Always. stop, Internet. Rest it in does peace. not Ooh. stop. Word. The Talk Architecture podcast is a presentation of the Loudspeakers Network where we always say rest in peace to Combat Jack. Episodes are executive produced by A. King and Dallas Penn. All episodes are engineered superbly by Brother Christopher.